This episode of Paranormal Heart is brought to you by Nodakian Studios. If you're looking for a fine piece of stoneware pottery, check out Nodakian Studios at nodakianstudios.com, as well as on Facebook, where she periodically gives away pieces of pottery. Again, check out Nodakian Studios at nodakianstudios.com. Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward, along with a special segment, Oddities with John Mallard. Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. As always, you can find us on the second and last Sunday of each month on Podbean and YouTube. You can also find us on sparkradionet.org, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and anywhere you find fine podcasts. Well, folks, quarantines around the world are still going on, although I am hearing that some places are thinking of lifting some of the restrictions. I really hope this isn't too soon and they know what they're doing. But whatever the decisions, be safe. Let's send prayers, good vibes, and light to the world in hopes that this will be over soon. This episode's shout-out goes to my listeners in Estonia. Thanks so much for tuning in, taking the time. I really appreciate you. Much love to you all, and be safe. If you've had any paranormal experiences, I am looking for you to be a guest. Paranormal could be ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, Mandela Effect, whatever is not considered normal. If you don't feel comfortable being on the show, that's okay. I don't have to use your real name. And if you prefer, just email me your encounter and I'll be more than happy to read it on the show. I just want to share your encounter with others who may have had similar encounters. Drop me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. And now for oddities with the oddest man himself, John Mallard. Over to you, John. Hey, gang. Welcome to Oddities, strange facts that are true about an odd, odd world. Well, the world's gone, gotten itself real strange since the last time I did one of these. And, you know, the coronavirus needs no introduction. We all know what it is. But you know what's really weird? What's really odd are all the crazy conspiracy theories people are coming up with as they try to explain this, well, pandemic. If you're struggling to understand how Bill Gates fits into all this... We're going to need to go back to October 2019. That month, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation collaborated with the World Economic Forum and the John Hopkins Center for Health Security to test how well we were prepared to deal with, you guessed it, a freaking epidemic. In a curious twist of fate, the COVID-19 virus showed up two months later. It's kind kind of weird, isn't it? You know, like, you know, I might think there's a conspiracy there. Conspiracy theorists said the program was a prelude to the upcoming epidemic, which all three organizations had planned all along. Meanwhile, the John Hopkins Center for Health Security 
has denied any link between the event and COVID-19. <laughs> you know, like you would. I'm after hearing even crazier stuff. Like, honestly, this whole thing where people actually think the internet has something to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 5G internet. <laughs> like, okay, so this is where this weird one comes from. Wuhan was one of the first Chinese cities to get 5G internet. It is the same city where the COVID-19 virus first appeared. Is that a coincidence? Well, some people think it isn't. One particular person, Dana Ashley, believes the COVID-19 virus is caused by radiation waves released by 5G internet. She based her claims on two-decade-old research paper that revealed 5G was dangerous to human health. I mean, obviously it must be weakening the immune system, leaving a person vulnerable to diseases, right? Eh, thankfully there's other people on the other side of the fence, and they say Ashley's just another conspiracy nut, so I'll just leave it at that. Here's one I've definitely heard tossed around, you know. People are wondering, hmm, started in China. Well, maybe it's the Chinese government. Some people believe China created the COVID-19 virus as part of its biological weapon program. They say the virus leaked from a lab causing the epidemic. The lab in question is the National Biosafety Laboratory. It is the only Chinese government-owned facility capable of conducting research into deadly viruses. It's also a part of Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is located in <laughs> Wuhan. So, you know, there's a little fuel to this fire. If you recall, Wuhan is the same city where the epidemic actually broke out. So these claims arose over a statement President Xi Jinping made right after the epidemic broke out. He said the safety of laboratories was a national issue. The following day, the Chinese Ministry of Science and Technology released the instructions on how to secure laboratories to prevent the escape of viruses. So, I mean, come on. You are, you are literally giving us the journal entry as to what the heck is going on here. <laughs> Oh, man. Something incredible happened in northeast China in the early hours of October 11, 2019. A meteorite exploded in the sky just after midnight, causing an intense flash that made the night sky as bright as day. And wouldn't you know it, the conspiracy theorists just couldn't help themselves. They had to jump on this one. And they say maybe it's, you know, a virus from space. Because, <laughs> you know, it has to be alien. Scientists say it is unlikely since the meteor did not land on the ground, and even if it did, they do not think the virus could have survived the extreme temperature of the landing. Meteors that do not burn up in the atmosphere can reach 1,198 degrees by the time they touch the ground. This is more than enough to kill the virus several times over, so this is not really going to be a panspermia type thing, I don't think, right? And there's other things, too, people are getting on with. My God, people talking about Chinese women who ate a bath and bat soup. You know, I even had heard people say some unknown personal group created it from the HIV virus. And, and, like, that is just, I, I just can't, I can't even grasp what that is. Not all conspiracy theories have a name pinned on them, like this one proposed by a group of Indian researchers. The researchers say the COVID-19 virus bears some resemblance to the HIV-1 virus. They said this was enough evidence to prove that someone had modified HIV to create this new virus. They published a paper in BioRevix, a website for research papers awaiting review, and for people who are conspiracy nuts to enjoy. But I think my all-time favorite, you have to be insane to actually believe this, like, like, conspiracy theory is that Corona beer has something to do with this. 
Yeah, Corona Extra is a brand of beer brewed in Mexico, and it's unrelated to the coronavirus. It does not cause or spread it. The beer got its name from the Spanish and Latin word for crown, for God's sake. The virus is named for its crown-like shape, hence the name Corona Beer, Coronavirus. You know, people start to talk. Next thing you know, they're talking about the Corona Beer Virus, the beer virus, and beer coronavirus since January. So there you go. Corona has been... You know, suffering a naming crisis since the epidemic broke out, while no one has actually claimed it causes or spreads the virus, it appears the people already nurse such beliefs. Because, you know, people are odd, odd, odd. So there you go, guys. There's your oddities for this month. Back to you, Kat. Thanks so much, John. My next guest I recently met on Twitter. I checked out their podcast, and hey, they've really got a great show. I really enjoyed it. They talk about anything paranormal. Give them a listen and tell them Cat and Boo sent you. We chat a bit about the coronavirus and jump into one of their paranormal experiences. Well, not one of them, a few of them. So please welcome, from Vice City Podcast, Melissa and Mario. Hey guys, welcome to Paranormal hey. Heart. Hey, how you doing, Cat? I'm good, how are you guys? <laughs> Just... We're good, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Trying to make it through the day, trying to keep occupied. So. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys self-isolating or quarantining, I should say? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sort of, in a sense. Um, I work in the hospitality and tourism industry, so ah. uh, I wasn't laid off. My uh, my establishment closed down for a number of months. So <laughs> oh, geez. It's open back up, yeah. Wow. So, you know, projects at home, sitting yep. on the sofa in the yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you guys have nice weather. You're in Florida? Yes, yeah. we're in Florida. Yeah, yeah Miami. Yeah. So it's, it's always sunny, always warm. Nice. Yeah. yeah, here in the Ottawa Valley in Canada, it's uh, spring has, has finally sprung. Uh, Robin's all over the place. It's starting to get nice, but it, there's still a little bite in the air. But um, at least I've never seen my town with so many people walking their dogs before. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Who was, it? was it you that's, that, that said the joke that you should rent your dog out for like 50 cents oh. so people can get out of the house? Oh, yes, no. <laughs> I saw it on Instagram that there's a meme that says, rent my dog if you want to go out for a walk. Yeah, 50 <laughs> cents, take my dog and walk him. Yeah. Oh, wow, for like three minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've, uh, I'm going back to school and uh, we're doing classes online right now. And my kids, they're in high school and uh, they start classes tomorrow. Um, I have my youngest, uh, he's 16. I think he's a little uh, put out that uh, he has to start classes again. And I told him, I yeah. said, well, you know, it's bound to happen. So, you know, if it was later on during the during the year, school year for them, maybe they would have just said, you know, never mind. But no, you still have a, a little while yet to go. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I know um, we have a little one. She's five years. She's five. I don't even know her own age. <laughs> she's <laughs> She's, she's seven. She's seven, and um, I guess some of her friends told her that they're done with school for the year, and I'm like, no, baby, it's only April. You still have quite a ways away yeah. to go for school. So yeah, and they're already doing online classes. Yeah, they are, and I'm I'm going to school myself, and I'm doing my education online too, and nice. it's. It's so different because I'm, uh, I don't know if it's because that's the way I was raised or that's how I did my education, but I like the old school way. I like the 
yep. fact that you go somewhere, you look at someone in the face, there's an interaction. I feel like you can learn a little bit more, maybe like different things yeah. because you're socializing with other people. I know these times don't allow it, but it's a different universe doing things online. Yeah. Well, it's and also the, I'd say also the energy too. Like, the motivation yeah, being, that you need to give yourself to actually complete some things is rough yeah. sometimes. I mean, yes. that, like battling with that paper for a week. Yeah. But I mean, it, it just being so <laughs> Yeah, being surrounded though with other people who are who are intent and focused on the same thing that you're doing, it it sort of it gives you like sort of some clarity of mind and and some drive to to really apply yourself. It's it's so hard to do it on your own by yourself in yep. the office, you know, yeah. at, at midnight staring at a computer screen trying to push through. And you're at home, like <laughs> believe it or not, whoever says that being at home is you can focus and it's distraction free, they're wrong. The fridge is calling you constantly. Yeah. The TV and the couch yeah. are yes. like claiming that you come and just take a five minute break that becomes like a twenty minute nap later. Yes. It's impossible. You can't. So yeah. Well, well, it's funny for, for, for me, we're doing uh, Zoom classes, so we still have class. Uh, we get to see everybody if they decide to turn their uh, their uh, video on. But um, the professor's there doing their spiel, and if we have any questions, we'll just ask. If not, they'll just shut it off and email for questions later. And at first I thought, this is a great way to do it, but it's exhausting. And I thought I was, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm having naps in between classes. Uh, don't tell my professors. <laughs> and my husband's like, why are you so tired? I'm like, I don't know. And I mentioned that during one of the classes and the professors and my fellow students are all saying the same thing. For whatever reason, they're all exhausted. So I don't know what it is. I, I figured it would be easier, but it's not. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely draining. I think it's just the fact that you're mixing with the, the home environment and the energy that you have at home yeah. and trying to get into that mindset of, of, of applying and doing actual work in your home environment where you're supposed to be relaxing. I, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. kind of taxing on my brain. <laughs> yes. True. Yes. For, for me, it hasn't been, um, I haven't been doing the zoom that much for me, believe it or not, it's been more email communications with my teachers, mm-hmm. which is so, I mean, I get it. it. You're independent. You're, you know, doing your college classes, whatever. It's your responsibility, but it seems a little impersonal. Yeah. Impersonal. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. it really takes a lot for me to be like, okay, sit down. You got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- so, I think yeah. this coronavirus has kind of um, made everybody start thinking about how, because this might be the future, doing classrooms like that. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's I mean, some people say that they're not really sure. Some people believe that the world's going to change forever from this. I mean, I I personally don't think that it will. I think everything will go back to normal more or less in six months to a year. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's definitely shown that a lot of jobs can be done from mm-hmm, home, mm-hmm. telecommuting, yep. um, that it's not as hard. It's not so hard to do online courses or online schooling. Um, but it really takes out that personal, or that, I should say the social element of it, because I mean, it's not just about learning the material. It's also about building those relationships and connections and those social skills with the other people you interact with in these institutions. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's just, that's just my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I hope you guys are safe though. Yeah. 
Oh my God, yeah. yeah. Good, <laughs> Staying yeah. Staying at home, I mean, we've left the house in the last four weeks, how many times? Maybe two, no, three times, because yeah. we, we get to a point where we need to get out and go for a ride and just see what other people are doing around the neighborhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. make and, sure. Yeah, we live in a part of Miami that is nearby the, um, what is that called? Like the farm? Yeah, the farm, farmlands, yeah, farmlands. Okay. So it's neat just to get out and see what's going on around. Yeah, so. But yeah, staying yeah. safe, you know, six feet, six, six feet, feet, everybody away. stay six feet away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only reason we go out is uh, just to go get groceries. And I was out yesterday and um, the stores all have tape on the floor, you know, stay so many feet away. And uh, there's plexiglass at every uh, t- uh, cashier's yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I've seen that. aisle. Yeah, it's it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I dread going to the grocery store because I have like the biggest panic attack afterwards, trying to disinfect myself, everything, not touch anything, yeah. pray that I didn't breathe the wrong air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Points yeah. in your direction. No, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smelling dead. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I went shopping with my kids, and my son just happened to cough a little bit, right? And you should have seen the looks they gave him. <laughs> it's like he's not sick, really. <laughs> little dry in the store, like, and he's got a tickle. <laughs> yeah, almost mob mentality there. It's like, son, you might want to go wait outside because look at the way they're looking at us. <laughs> but I mean,. I get a little bit of a dark humor there. It's yeah. not a bad strategy to keep everybody feet away from, yeah. six feet yeah. away from you. Yeah. Just a little bit of a cough. Yeah, but it's 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 what 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 kind of to be a little bit more serious. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of freaks me out about this the most, honestly, are the people. Like, um, yes. you're start. I just re- actually I just read an article this morning about um, an increase in couples suicides because of this. <gasps> really. Because, oh, yeah, oh, what's wow. happening is is that people who, who are already a little bit more mentally unhealthy, mm-hmm. now they're forced to socially isolate or and, and the isolation is kind of playing into, not to mention the fear mongering going on all over the, the news. Yeah. Um, but that, that coupled with their sort of mental instability and the paranoia and all the, the fear that's being conjured up in, in the media. I, they kind of feel like there's no out, and then they just, you know, just oh wow! Off. I hadn't yeah, read that. Of, That's terrible. That yeah. Is so anybody, I'm afraid, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say yeah, because I mean, you're gonna have more and more people here who are a little bit more mentally unstable, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and, and they're gonna break. I think. I mean, yeah. Did, and the guy we, wasn't there just a guy yesterday or the day before walking around with the AK-47. Oh yeah. Somebody no. around the well, I guess how many miles? Like at least two or three miles away from us. Yeah. Yeah. Walked into a Kohl's clothing store with an AK-47, trying to shoot random people. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. And then if nobody got shot, then there was another. Oh, the I got an alert. I think it was this morning. Some guy walking around with a hammer and people taking ah, pictures of him yeah. and being like, "Beware! This guy is walking around with a hammer, saying somebody stole his plants." Yeah, like people are losing oh. it. Yeah, people, people, yeah wow. people are losing it. No kidding. So, yeah, it's crazy so. out there. So people, like all you listeners, if you're no matter where you're listening from, um, if you're having a tough time, please reach out to someone. Um, it's yeah. it's going to be okay. Yes, there's lots of fatalities right now, uh, but it's sad to say that with every illness like this, with every virus, there's bound to be some fatalities. 
Um, yep. But if you follow the guidelines that your governments are, are telling you, you know, six feet apart, uh, wash your hands frequently, if you're able to use water and soap, because even in Canada here, there's some places where the water's not all that clean. Um, oh. You know, okay. just just boil water if you, if you have the means to. So just try your best to, to stay calm and just send lots of love and light out to the world. And what, let's get through this together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean everything eventually will be okay. Everything's we're going to we're going to overcome this. Yep. We're going to learn, we're going to adapt. Um but it yeah, just like you said everything will be fine. And um just we got to hold on just a little bit longer. Yes. And not you know, yeah. especially hold on to our our senses, you know, and just be kind and helpful to each other but stay stay away. <laughs> yeah. Stay, stay yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty bad. My sister-in-law just lives around the corner from us and uh, we'll be at the end of the driveway. Hey, how's things? <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not letting anybody in. She's not letting anyone in. Uh, it's just, you know, it's it's horrible. But um, like you said, we have to adapt. We're doing what we what we have to to survive right now. And um, eventually, hopefully this will be a memory um, very soon. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Sooner rather than later. Yeah, because I mean, people they can't stay cooped up, literally prisoners in their own home. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy just just how much everything's been affected by this. Yeah, of course. But also, I feel like we all have to remember that it's it all starts and finishes with our minds. You gotta put your mind in a positive place. Although sometimes it gets really rough, just Mm -hmm. try to learn from what you're going through because it's gonna make you a better stronger person and also i think this is a great time because we're kind of going through that to start becoming so more Mm self-sufficient ah yeah it's a great opportunity to really learn things that are key which is being able to feed yourself being able to have clean water Mm -hmm. and not rely so much in being a uh, what is it? Consumer. Consumer. Yeah. Consumer. Yeah. Yeah. It's what we've actually started in the last couple of weeks. If we've tried our to grow our green thumb. Right yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've got a number of fruit trees and way. yeah, gardening, raised garden beds, vegetables, and hopefully chickens very soon. So. Nice. Yeah. I think we all should, we all should do that in one way or another, obviously, because yeah. it all depends on where we are in the world, but yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I jokingly said the other day that I feel like uh, Mother Nature or uh, Mother Earth has uh, sent us all to our rooms for a timeout because we're being disrespectful to her. But after, <laughs> but after saying that, um, I'm starting to read more and more locations around the world where wildlife are coming out, um, waters are getting cleaner. Um, it, it's just yeah. it's just amazing how with this um i'm going to say it's almost like we've had to push the pause button and so far the the planet seems to be um um healing yeah slowly but it's amazing yeah it is wasn't there a report or an article out a couple days ago saying that the air quality in beijing has increased drastically since since this whole uh and LA as well, since everybody's yep. been sort of in self quarantine or self isolating, or the stay at home orders have been in place. Yeah. Like just the air quality around, since there's obviously there's not as much uh, car traffic. Yeah. It's insane. It's it's crazy how how fast that's happened. Just a matter of weeks. I also yeah. read the I, other day that I don't know if this is true or not, but because um, there's lots of fake news out there, but I like to believe it's true. Venice, the waters, I, I guess they're starting to clear. 
Oh yeah, I um, read that dolphins are have returned to dolphins the to in Venice. Venice. Yeah. Yes. So really? you mean you like you open up your front door and, and the canal there's a dolphin right there? Surprise your flipper. It's oh, a flipper there. It's fantastic. Are you serious? Yes. Italian flipper. <laughs> Dolfino. 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 <laughs> That's but crazy. It is crazy times. So with that being yeah. said, you guys have an awesome show called Vice City Podcast. And yep. I've only listened to a couple of episodes because I've been so busy with school right now. But I really liked it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank That's you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's uh, it's something that uh, at least I had wanted to do for a long time um, since before I met Melissa. And I never had the opportunity to. And then we started talking about it. And we found out that we have more or less the same interests in Yeah paranormal and just uh high strangeness and just unexplained things just, in general yeah, things, things in general yeah um conspiracy theories but not really so much conspiracy theories just things that really at least for me get your your gears and you, you start get your imagination going get you thinking you know and you can mm-hmm. sort of draw parallels amongst different events and it's like well there's they it sort of plants a seed of doubt in your mind like can that really happen you know is that really i mean like events like that and that's what really really sparked my curiosity my interest to talk about those things because we listen to we listen to a lot of podcasts and um some of them they just don't go into the detail that at least i personally would like to hear about you know i like Mm -hmm. to hear about the intricate details and so i think also it's a nice way to I don't know, feel less lonely when it comes to your preference and maybe macabre or things that are a little bit weird or a little off for the majority of the population. Yeah, you yeah. find your family. Yeah. <laughs> My people. And, uh, and, and I believe that somewhat like in, um, how can I explain this? Like in a con general, no, like how do you say this? Collective consciousness yeah, level. There yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. Once you start like, talking about these things it's like tiny little sparks going off and that is like a chain reaction and in a way or another other people are going to start i don't know it's like invoking something like yeah that. it gets it gets it so sort of it peaks it peaks your interest and it gets other people talking about it even yeah. though you might not be thinking about it at the moment since it's already out there in the general consciousness of everyone mm-hmm. i feel like all those things, how can I explain it? It's just like everybody starts taking all this interest. And I feel like now is the time to focus on that. Yeah, science and all that is important. Yeah. But we need to explore the things that are quite not understood so well because they're part of reality. Mm-hmm. You cannot discard them because you don't have a scientific test for it. Yeah. It's it's real and it affects you and I and everyone else. So I think once everybody wakes the hell up and starts taking a little bit more interest, <laughs> then we're all going to start learning about it. Yeah, I mean, so, and it's fun to talk about. <laughs> and that's also how people learn to talk, you know? Yeah. So. I find what's fascinating with the paranormal is it doesn't matter your religion, your culture, everyone has some kind of a paranormal story. Uh, it could yeah. be in their mythology or whatever. Everyone does. And it's it's just amazing to me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's it's the, the Native Americans. I mean, mm-hmm. the indigenous people of Ooh, Peru. So many. Um, you know, everybody mm-hmm. all over the world describing reptilians, for instance. They're all some sort of lizard people or mole people coming from the ground. You know, uh, pyramids, 
through vast cultures that had never interacted with each other being built more or less in the same way. And with the paranormal, like there's many stories about people that were non-believers that were involved one way or another and they experienced things that they cannot explain. And therefore they might not say, yeah, I believe in ghosts or I believe in this or that. They can say, I experienced something I cannot explain. Yeah. So at least it gives it a little bit more uh, validation. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's crazy too, because especially for me at work, I work with a lot of people who um, on the surface are not very they're not, they don't really believe in the paranormal, but they will tell you experiences that they've had and seen on, you know, or security cameras of things mm-hmm. flying off shelves or things breaking within their vicinity um, that have no explanation. Or, you know, you feel the presence of somebody that walks into, you know, when, when you're alone and you feel like somebody's walked into the room and you feel that energy and nobody's there. Yep. I mean, you know, everybody's felt that at some point, you know. My- my favorite thing is when someone uh, finds out we're into the paranormal and then they're like, oh, I don't believe in that. But there was this one time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they'll talk your ear off after that. It's kind of it's funny. Yeah. But I, I like doing that. I like talking to people who, who are not either really, really into it or really put much thought into it. Mm -hmm. We'd start discussing things and you start drawing parallels between different events. And they're kind of like, Oh, that is kind of interesting. Or yeah, that does kind of make, make sense. Ooh, you know, I didn't, Ooh, I never thought about it like that. You know, it's for me, that's interesting because you've just got somebody else to sort of think outside the box and not just take the reality at face value. Exactly. And what I like about shows like yours too, people listening, if, um, They've had encounters themselves, so whatever experience, paranormal experience, whether it's with a cryptid or a ghost or whatever, and they don't want to talk to other people about it. Then they hear shows like yours and they think, oh, wow, I'm not the only one. There's other people out there and they might, they might not feel as lonely after that. Yeah, it, it kind of normalizes it. You, you, there's yeah. so many people that are, that are into that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, at yeah. least me personally, I'm not really into the idea of going to like a paranormal cryptid meetup, you know, where we can sit around <laughs> and talk about our problems. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just, it's fun. It's, it's fun to talk about. And, and it's, it's kind of like a break, break from, from real life. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it's not real, but it's from no, mundane. It, you know what I'm saying? I agree yeah. with, with what you're saying, saying Kat, because I'm one of those people that, well, I was very close from sending a, um, like a voice recording of a story of something that happened to me when I was young. Mm. And it, I was going to send it to this to this show that talks about ghost stories. They talk about different, you can send your ghost story and then they discuss it. Okay. And it, it was nice because it felt, I, that was a long time ago. Did it felt, it? no, I never went through it because I didn't like the way I was telling the story. It wasn't com- coming out clear enough. That's <laughs> 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 like, no, 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 let me start over. So I never got to send it, but I, I thought, like, you know, when I was doing that, I'm like, how cool that it feels so good to find other people that are dealing with similar experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this happened to me when I was so, so young. So it even made me feel better yeah. about the, like, I'm not crazy. So here it <laughs> I is. I swear. This I'm is what happened crazy. to me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like sharing that experience with us? I don't want to put you on the spot. Oh, not mind at all. Um, Actually, yeah, it's a good point because I'd like to hear this too. <laughs> it's a, it's something that happened to my little sister, and there's some. It's something that I believe. It like it's 
have folklore and have like personal experience. Mm-hmm. So in my country, people believe that kids, when either when they're not baptized or, or when they're either or baptized and they're very young, mm-hmm. if you're not baptized, this experience is even more amplified. So they see little gnomes. Oh, the, the enanos. The enanos. And yeah. my little sister had an imaginary friend called, and it had a name and everything. I think the name of this thing was Murky or something like that. Murky? Murky. Murky. And she said, <laughs> how big, how, what is this, a foot? That looks like, like a foot, foot and a half. She would describe him as being a foot, foot and a half, looking like a tiny kid, but with the face of an old man. And he had pointy ears and white hair. He had a pointy hat a little vest and a little outfit with little tiny little boots. And he would talk to her. They would play together. They would eat together. Sometimes there were spots on the table where she would tell you not to sit there because he's sitting there. So you think, okay, it's a kid. It's an imaginary friend, whatever, no big deal. But if you, like, if you sat on that chair that she told you not, she would start screaming and crying and saying that he was getting angry not to make him angry. And sometimes, yes, and sometimes we would find her in the closet of the room, and that closet was pitch dark, there was no light in that closet. Just sitting on, like by the shoes, giggling by herself. So you open the closet door and you're like, oh, what are you doing? I'm playing with Murky, can you close the door please? This is a four or five year old kid. And you're like, you're okay. I'm fine. I'm playing. Can you please close the door? And it's pitch black. What kid wants to be in, in a dark, pitch yeah, dark darkness. closet yeah. talking to their little imaginary friend? When she became six or seven, it stopped completely. She didn't talk about him. She didn't go in the closet anymore. One day it was totally gone. And that's part of the folklore that only very small children can see it. And in the mountains in Peru, the people like the farmers and like indigenous indigenous people people, yeah they believe that if you don't if you don't baptize your child the gnomes will come and take him away like they will kidnap the kid so was he was this like a scouting mission for him or i don't know Hmm. it's those things that are paranormal that nobody knows but i'm not the only person that has an experience like this growing up i've heard it from other families so that their kids have seen things that are similar that you see my sister, you tell her the stories now, and she believe she remembers she had an imaginary friend, but she doesn't remember what it looked like and what they played, uh, like what they were doing when they were playing or what they talked about. Hmm. It's the weirdest thing, but the way she would describe them, too, it was the freakiest thing because it was the same description to any person that would ever ask her what he looked like. Which I also thought it was odd in a kid. Because if it's your imagination, wouldn't you be changing it up every time? Yeah. Because you're a kid. That's, I mean, that's, that also goes into the fact, well, the fact that they say that what children are a little bit more perceptive to exactly the paranormal or yep. things that we as adults aren't because they're more innocent or maybe they haven't been conditioned yet or, mm-hmm. you know, so. And that's yeah. a lot of detail for a five-year-old too. That's a, that's exactly that's what another thing that blows our mind that there was so much detail and the whole thing with being in the dark closet giggling that's just so creepy to me. No, yeah, I don't know any children that would like to be in a dark closet for extended periods of time without freaking out. No, but yeah. our seven-year-old needs to have like three night lights, three night lights. <laughs> and, the the, and the door open. Yeah, at night. And she's yeah. seven. Like, yeah. Wow, that's but, wild. Yeah. 
So have you guys so, yeah. ha- ever had any experiences with cryptids or anything like that or, or ghosts or any uh, weird think, encounters? Yeah, yeah. M- Melissa has. I mean, uh, me personally, mine is a little bit lackluster. I really haven't had much, I, I would say, of uh, of many experiences. I know I talked about one time where I had sleep paralysis and I saw the uh, I saw, you know, a cloaked figure approaching me and it sounded like just wind rushing over my left ear because I obviously was paralyzed and I couldn't move. Um, There's another time when I was a child, I was probably like eight or nine and I had left, I had in my house, my father's house, I had a, there's a bookshelf by the door. And when I was baptized or when I got, what is it, the first communion? Is baptism is when you're a baby, first communion, you're like nine. No, I think it was okay. So I think it was when, my, when, I, when I got baptized, there's this little, this little clay shoe with the date I was baptized. And my cousin, my younger cousin had one too. And my father had both of them and he had them sitting in the very back of the bookshelf. So I would imagine the shelf was probably between 10 and 12 inches. So it was pretty far deep in the, in the bookshelf. And I remember we left the house to go do something. When we came back, my cousin's ceramic shoe from her baptism was smashed on the floor, Whoa. like in the middle of the house. And we don't, we didn't have any animals or pets at the time. And it was just weird because nothing else, even the items in front of it weren't moved. It was just hers. And that was just an incredibly weird experience for me. Um, and also there's one time where I had left the house and I came back and three holes appeared on my wall over my bed like in a triangular fashion That's and because at the time it was just my father and I living together and he was out of the house and I was out of the house. So it was just like, okay, this is kind of strange, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, you know, just the odd feelings of, you know, sensing like somebody's watching you or seeing things, especially where I work, it's a very old, very old, old hotel. Mm-hmm. And at night, sometimes when I'd go in like three or four in the morning, Know, the classic time for all these paranormal things to happen. Um, for sure, I see people walking past me, like full-figured people walking past me. Um, y- you know, just apparitions. You know, you feel like somebody's just watching you. So. And also, just to add a little bit on the hotel, it's this hotel is famous because a lot of people have committed suicide there. Oh and yeah, it's really. Very yeah. yeah. So it's not. Yeah. So I, I'm not surprised. Um, no, there's like a re- there's a really tragic one where a father, I guess uh, he, uh, I don't know if he saw that his he found his wife cheating on him or or something something happened where the father uh, decided to throw his two young children off the top of the building and then throw himself off the building as well. Jeez. So that was uh, yeah. So I mean, a, a lot of tragic deaths have happened there. So how old is the hotel? I'm sorry. Uh, this this is at the hotel. How old how old is the hotel? Uh, the hotel's about 50 to 60 years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So have guests ever I, have guests ever said that have guests ever said that they've seen or, or heard anything? I, I haven't spoken to guests, but I know I know staff who've been there for <clears throat> 20 some odd years and, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you. I mean, and they've shown me the security footage, too, of things just falling off and being thrown off of, uh, you know, uh, tables. Um, what are those? What are the things called that you just? I can't. Even, I can't even believe I can't what remember things? it. Like that, you just display like decorations on in a in a hallway or something like a table or, I don't know. It's like they're like little side oh, tables. Gosh, I don't know. Yeah, like little side tables or something. And you, you, this, the security camera will be viewing the hallway, and you'll see like the lamp be thrown off this table 
like at four in the morning and nobody's there. Wow. You know, just crazy stuff like that. So. I worked at a hotel as well as well for a few years, and uh, we had a, a resident uh, entity there as well. And uh, the management thought perhaps the uh, it was only the night shift that knew about it, and because um, I was a housekeeper, and we mentioned it to the manager one day, and she says, "You mean the day staff sees it too?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> TVs turning on and off when there's nobody in the hotel, you know." Um, uh, had one. Um, co-worker tell me she came up to me and she saw um, a book fly off the table in the room she was cleaning and I said well did you hit it with the vacuum she says no I was at the other end of the room <laughs> I'm like oh okay then you know after you make a bed there's a handprint right in the middle of the bed and it's just like um okay uh yeah just just little things like that um the um at night the night staff would see like because the the doors are all uh, sensors right they open up when there's when there's someone there well they and the um the lights in the stairway was um all motion sensors so if there's nobody there the the lights just turn off well in the middle of the night the whoever's sitting at the front desk would be watching the monitors and the front doors would open and close and then the elevator door would would um would open up go up to one of the floors and then come back down and then um, they'd notice on the monitors that the lights in the stairwells would be turning on and they'd look and there's nobody there. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. So it, we, we kept it hush hush, of course, from the guests cause we didn't want to freak them out, but yeah. But so something tells me that, uh, a lot of guests would kind of be into that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. For that. <laughs> yeah. We get lots of teams going to investigate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I tried. You? Because I'm with, um, I'm I'm also an investigator, and I've been at the time I was trying to uh, get the team to go and investigate, and the manager's like, nope, I I don't want that. I'm like, okay, well, if you ever you change your mind, you know where to find us. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh wow, that's it. That's so awesome that you that you do that. That is super interesting. I don't I don't dare. I'm not gonna lie because I'm too much of an uh, I would say empath. And I'm ah, big yep. on energies. Yep, me so too. Yep. I'm afraid that something is going to get stuck to me. That's why I'd rather not, not play with it. And I've had my fair share of doing things I shouldn't when I was younger. So I learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us have when we're younger. And we didn't really understand. We thought it was a cool thing, you know. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Not, but it'd be, I think it'd be pretty cool though to do like a road trip or something through all the haunted places in the East Coast. Oh, absolutely! I'm down for that. But I'm not. I don't think I would be able to go with like I don't know something to measure temperature in a room in a oh, flashlight yeah. and yeah. start asking questions no, no, no. because yeah, I okay. feel like no, no. something will stuck to me, like a stuck to me, and it will follow <laughs> me. And uh, no, I'm good. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that takes that's that's uh, that takes a lot of courage, and I don't know if. Uh, no, and I'm super. <laughs> if I could, if I could be up for for doing something like that, <laughs> and I'm a very I'm a very spiritual person, and Same I here, yeah. I do my own work with my spiritual beliefs and my the spiritual world for me. So I wouldn't want to, I don't know, like. I feel like I have protection, but why are you going to be poking the bear and, and yeah. testing the things that protect you? That's not nice, you know. Like yeah. Yeah. So, when yeah. when we go out, we're always very respectful. We're not like some of the TV shows where I'm like, you know, I dare you to show yourself, coward. You know, <laughs> oh no, we don't do that. It's it's we're very respectful. It's like, hey, my name's Cat. You know, if, or, would you like to speak to us? You know. Um, yeah. Have you ever experienced anything that that you just couldn't explain or? Oh yeah, we we've had uh, quite a 
quite a bit of evidence uh, that was pretty pretty cool. Um, you know, various EVPs and and just um, the uh, EMF detectors going off when they shouldn't. And um, my father sent me. Uh, it's it's called a, it's a wired locator. Uh, electricians use it because a lot of times we'd have our EMF detector and. I always wondered what was behind that wall, what's underneath the floor, and you know the yeah. client doesn't really want us to poke holes in their in their houses, you know, to see if yeah. there's any wires or anything. So I would use the wire finder to see if there's any live wires back there, and and if there wasn't, and the EMF detector still going off, then you can pretty much say, okay, uh, it's going off when we ask it to. So that's that's pretty fascinating. That's super interesting. See, that's something you don't see on TV. Yeah, and they should show it so it gives it validity. That's all. That's, yeah, that's awesome. actually that's actually I a agree. good point. Yeah, what you're trying to do is you're trying to sort of not disprove it, but just you know trying to verify your evidence, right? Like, yeah. listen, this wall, there's no wires behind it, there's no electrical components back here, there's <laughs> nothing, and it's yeah, it's still something still activating this. Mm-hmm. So, do you do you? Do you see like a do you like do you watch like a lot of these uh, YouTube paranormal channels and and these guys who go out there? Do you believe a lot of these these like shows or these channels that go off on their own and do this their own sort of investigations? How much do you think some of it's like fake, or do you think most of it's real? In your opinion, I can't watch those shows anymore. Ever since I investigate, because a lot of time and it irritates my daughter. She's nineteen, and she'll and I'll be like, "It's not like that," and she'll say, "Mother, you're ruining my show." You know, it's like, "Well, sorry, sorry, sorry." Um, just things, little things that irritate me, like the cameras on the 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 individual, and they say oh, that chair moved. Did you see it? Well, no, because the camera was on your face. I can see up your nose. Like, no, yeah. I I saw squat. Uh, just little things like that. And I understand, you know, these these shows really brought the paranormal into the mainstream, and and I'm thankful for that because you know you can talk about this topic to put just about anybody now, and they don't look at you like you have three heads as much as before. Yeah. Um, and more and more people start talking about it. But at the same time, they're still a business. They're still trying to make money. They're still trying to to get an audience. So I, I do think some of the evidence and some things are um, not as real as they should be. Yeah. And I think also Mario is referring to some, I don't know if, if you're familiar with them. Some channels have some <coughs> compilations of different videos. And we've seen a few where it's, just a single person with their camera, like a handheld camera, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're in a site that is incredibly creepy, and they're just walking around, they're not even provoking anything, and this really scary things are happening around them. Those, yeah, those, those are like the uh, only those, ones, yeah, yeah that, that really like sort of suspend my disbelief for a bit. Like there's, there's these two guys, they're both separate guys with their own channels, and they're in the Middle East somewhere, and it's... I mean, if if they're doing camera tricks, I don't know what they're doing, but it looks really legit. It looks like they're in there by themselves. They're live. What is it called? I don't even know Facebook and all this. I can't remember. It's it's like live streaming on Facebook or something. And it's just the creepiest shit just happens to these people. And it's and they show it. And it's and that's that's the only thing that really gets me like going like, wow, this is really freaking me out. (laughs) (laughs) Things don't freak me out watching them on YouTube. And this, this is really freaking me out because this guy sounds like he's about to start crying. He looks like he's about to start crying. He looks like he's completely alone. Uh, He's live streaming it. Doors are slamming around him. Things are flying at him. There's apparitions in doorways. It's, you know, so uh, I don't know. Maybe it's good 
photo, video editing. I don't know. So, it could be it's, so, it's some of those I find look valid, but again, not being there, um, you don't know if there's somebody with uh, fishing wire or something opening doors or, you know, whatever. Um, but that being said, yeah, a lot of these do look valid, uh, especially, did you see that one where there's this guy, he's uh, working, he's uh, rebuilding or remodeling a house, uh, renovating it. And um, he goes in and all his, all the tools are all kind of like, it looked like somebody was in there and like vandals. So he's walking around looking to find if there's anybody still left in the house and doors start opening and he, he hears something from the basement. And that actually, I don't creep out easily, but that's like, damn, that looks really real. Like I, wow. Yeah, no, that sounds scary. No, this, see, things like that would freak me out. The scariest <laughs> one we've seen is this guy is somewhere in Jesus. I don't even know. In the Middle East. I'm going to yeah. sound like a total ignorant person. I don't know. Okay. Iran, some somewhere Saudi Arabia or somewhere, somewhere like that. Like that. Mm-hmm. It, but in a neighborhood, like a slumpy looking neighborhood in a way, mm-hmm. right? No, it's like the, desolate. Yeah, it's like desolate. There's no the, like he showed the and the houses there. are yeah. literally on abandoned. top of each other and abandoned. Yeah. And he goes into this house. There's no one. There's no lights whatsoever. He just has his camera and a light connected to the camera. And he's panning around, and he's panning um, where towards a direction where there's a mirror on the wall. And when you pass the mirror, it looks like he's not alone. And then they do another take on slow-mo and you can see somebody standing behind him. And he freaks out, turns around and there's there's a doorway behind him, there's no one. So he starts going around the house and he's completely alone. And, and, he's, that's, praying, yeah. and he's praying. Yeah. I don't know what he's saying, but he's praying. Oh, I think I've and, seen that and, one. Oh my God, that one is so scary. And then uh, the the door starts, starts slamming. Yeah. And the guy just gets out of there praying, and as and as he gets more scared, the praying gets louder, yeah. Yeah. and the noises get louder around him. Yeah, I mean, uh, the gin. Yeah, he was looking yeah, for gin. He was looking, he was looking yeah. for gin. That's what yeah. he's looking for. So. If it's the same one that I've seen uh, that I'm thinking about, yeah, I've seen that. That's pretty well. First of all, for me, for a rule of thumb is I don't think you should investigate by yourself, just for safety reasons. Yes. What if there was a hole in the floor and he fell and broke a leg or something? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, but some of these guys, they do anything for views, you know, but it's, yeah. it's, that, that's what scares me the most too sometimes is you see these guys going into these abandoned run places and there's vagrants in there, you know, like there's, yeah. there's homeless people, you know, drug addicts. And it's like, mm-hmm. and you're, 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 you're tripling put, the risk. Yeah. You're, you're putting yeah. your life in real danger when you should be afraid of these real people who are living here, you yeah. know, who have no problem killing you or stabbing you or stealing your cameras, you know? Yeah. Going exactly. Into so. Yeah, uh, to me that's unnecessary um, risks, and it just whenever I see that happening, I just yell in my mind, "No, not not alone! <laughs> like, please, no!" Also, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I yell, at the, I yell at the TV all the time, like, "What are you doing? Like, yeah. stop!" <laughs> yeah, I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll be watching a show with my daughter and I'm like, oh, quick, pan to the left. I think I saw something. And it's like, don't, no, <laughs> they can't hear me. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So. So what, what, uh, about, what, what is it about the paranormal that fascinates you? You want to mm. take the lead on this one? Okay, sure. So for me, I grew up in a, in a country that has a lot of mysticism, mm-hmm. in a family that has had a lot of experiences 
through generations. I remember my great grandmother telling me stories about things she saw when she was a little girl to my dad and my uncle, to things that happened to me, things that happened to my sisters and my cousins, and also going to school and talking to my friends about these things with uh, some sense of normal, nor normalcy, uh -huh. because they also had their share of things that they experienced, some more than others, so you didn't feel so alone, but still it was a little bit weird. And then being a teenager and dabbing with the paranormal, like you obviously, you shouldn't, but you do anyway. And playing with the Ouija board and stuff like so that. Because you're so edgy and cool. Because you're so yeah. cool and you want to be a witch and, you know, stuff like yeah. that. You have yeah. no idea what you're doing. And just that, you know, like, it's just so weird. But it, it, and at every point of in my life, at any stage in my life, the paranormal has always entered my life one way or another. I've never been able to not have an experience. And I feel like it's it's a process of, I don't know, I'm gonna sound super crazy and nerdy, but I don't think it's a bad thing that people start to experience these things, although it can be a little bit scary and confusing at times. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a sign of the evolution of your soul and how much more in contact you are with the spiritual world, which is super important, as important as it is the physical realm. So, so yeah, that's, for me, that's how it's been with the paranormal. And it's a part of my daily life, honestly. Yeah. I mean, for, and for me, it's, uh, for me, it's always been that I've never been able to really take reality sort of at face value. There's always more like truth. They always say, right, truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that. I don't believe that we're alone. Um, this universe is too big for us to be alone. Too many parallels can be drawn between different accounts from different people, from all walks of life, from different cultures, um, you know, not to sort of minimize or brush off human ingenuity. Um, but, you know, I do believe maybe there have been extraterrestrial beings who have maybe guided, interacted with us at some points in our lives and in, uh, in early mankind's life, maybe they're still working with us now. You hear about Valiant Thor, you hear about you know, we spoke about we spoke about Phil Schneider and the underground bases, with uh, many species working with humanity or working against humanity. Um, coincidence, coincidence is something that is I don't think real. I don't think anything's really a coincidence. I think things happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, the Mandela effect, things oh, yes. like this. It's it's just. Once you start poking holes in certain in certain elements of reality, it sort of opens up the imagination, or or it sort of opens up your your mind to accept things that might be a little bit strange. Um, that's not easily swallowed or accepted by mainstream society or ma mainstream science. Um, when you have astronauts and you have high-level military officials, doctors, people who have educated themselves or been in their careers for decades, you know, spent decades learning and, and they're coming forward and they're talking about paranormal things, seeing creatures, spiritual things. Um, it kind of lends credence to that and it's fun to think about, you know? Yeah. You know, um, you know, I don't, I try not to follow blindly into things like I don't believe that the earth is flat. There's plenty of scientific evidence that, that shows that it's not. There's always a flat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I personally don't believe in, uh, what do they call them? Uh, 
what are the things when when the, the Oh, uh, the airplanes with the, the oh, Jesus, what is that called? Uh, chemtrails. I don't. Yeah, I don't believe oh, in chemtrails okay. or things. Yeah, things like that. You know, I believe. Um, you know, they've they've. You know, the Higgs boson is a scientific discovery. Uh, dark matter is a scientific discovery. Oh. Okay. I mean, these are all things they they theorize up to eleven dimensions or maybe more. You know, time being the fourth dimension that we experience linearly. Um, Perhaps there are beings that experience it the same way that we do, and they experience the fifth dimension linearly. I mean, maybe aliens are just interdimensional beings, and we're all living on the same realm. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, yes. the, the, you know, the same plane of existence. I mean, the, the the rabbit hole just goes so deep, and then once you get to the bottom of it, it, it there's twists and turns, and you learn about. You know, the hollow earth theory, while I don't really believe in it, is, is, is interesting, things like this. And this is, it, this is, it's so fun to talk about and it's so fun to think about and read about. Um, that's what sort of got me into it and it's, it's kept me going with it. So. Yeah. It's interesting to find out other people's perspectives on all this too. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fun to talk about. It's fun to, to have a discussion about and, Oh, wow, I didn't think about it like that. Well, yeah, I have never heard about that. That's kind and, of interesting. And also, like, at least for for us, the way we're doing things is we're both, um, I guess, going halfway with the things that interest each other. Yeah. So, like, whenever we're going to pick a topic and we're going to talk about something, we um, basically pick little pieces of paper out of a hat yeah. <laughs> with all oh, really? the, the things that we want to talk about scrambled together. And it's it's super interesting because I don't want to give any spoilers, but what what's coming up for our next episode is something that I never in a million years thought I would sit down and think about. And yeah. I'm so glad that it was one of the topics you wanted to discuss because it's given me a whole different perspective on on this topic in particular. I don't want to say anything else. Yeah, but it's, it's but, that, but that's <laughs> but that's, it's so it's so cool. I'm looking I'm forward to it. Yeah, and it's it's just something you know. It's just like there's there's aspects of our lives that that people just take for granted, and and it's they don't really sit back and give some thought to it, you know. Like mm-hmm. even even something as simple as where we came from. And then applies to the paranormal too, since we're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, stuff. exactly. You know, and it's it's just like you think about, for example, just the evolution of human beings, like where we came from. Okay, so okay, I buy I buy the theory of evolution. I totally buy it one hundred percent. But then somebody comes in and says, "Oh well, you know, Earth was impacted by a meteor, then that hit that 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 had previously hit Mars, and there was life in Mars, and maybe we're seeded from a different alien alien race or something, you know." And it's I'm going down the street of to Crazy Town, you know. I sound like I'm going down to Crazy Town, but it's 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 it might not be something that I buy 100, percent but it's something that I want to read into, you know, and or I want to learn about. And then you sort of, like I said, you sort of make these connections to to other things that sound more credible. And it's like, well, that's kind of interesting that something that sounds so far out there can be tied back to something that sounds very credible. You know, like uh, for example, all the underground cave systems in America, right? Mm-hmm. There's a huge missing, there's a huge missing population. Uh, what is it? A lot of people go missing in the forests every year. And these forests are right over our cavern systems. And then you hear people talking about seeing cryptids coming out of old mine shafts that link up to these caverns. And then you talk about Phil Schneider, who was building deep, who was, who was building deep underground military bases connecting to these caverns. And it's just, it, it's, it's just these, these aspects that are all over the place sort of get drawn together by these tiny little threads. And it's, that's what it is for me. <laughs> Melissa's rolling her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> 
stress. Go ahead. No, no, it's 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 fine. I was just agreeing with him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say years ago, uh, before I kind of embraced my weirdness, <laughs> like I say, um, I was talking with um, a coworker one time, and we were talking about people who hear voices in their heads. And his wife at the time uh, worked in the psychiatric um, uh, wing at the hospital, and um, he said, "Yeah, it's um, um, chemical imbalance." So. Just, I don't know where I came up with this, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, chemical imbalance. Maybe people who are missing this this chemical can actually uh, hear voices, other people thinking, and the rest of us who have the chemical, it blocks it. So I'm going on and on and on, and all of a sudden we just kind of stare at each other at, at each other as if to say, whoa, you know, how how do we know that that could actually be why? Yeah, it's 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 crazy enough that it kind of makes sense if you think about it. like maybe it's true. Yeah. You know, everybody talks about how we've sort of been, you know, we have the ability to open up our perceptions to sort of, you know, to tap into the collective consciousness. But it's like maybe we've sort of been conditioned or we evolved out of, of, of being more connected to our spiritual to spiritual realm, and that's maybe something. Maybe you're hearing, like you said, the, the voices of people around you. Or you're yeah. in touch with something more spiritual, but the majority of us have sort of evolved, or you know, who who knows what happens to have that blocked well, out. On that note, I remember watching a documentary. It's on on YouTube. I'm sure if you dig in a little bit deeper, because I'm I don't remember the title, you'll be able to find it. It's a documentary that talks about how psychotic episodes, because people that hear voices in their head are psychotic. Mm -hmm. Psychotic episodes are an indication of a healer amongst a group of people. So a lot of the times, these visions that they might have sometimes, or I'm sorry, hallucinations, are, um, it's like the spirits are talking to them to guide them and tell them who they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So in the culture that we have now, we shame that. And we punish these people. And sometimes we segregate them from society and label them as they're crazy and, and, and they need to yeah. be fixed. In other societies and societies that are, I don't know, like certain tribes in the Amazon, people that are more in touch with their, the, how can I explain it? Like ancient way of being, they're more in, in touch with nature and stuff like that in the spiritual world. That, that's a sign. So that's their next healer. So the, their job is to guide that person and give that person everything they need so they can flourish and then they can help their community um, in return. Yeah. And it's super interesting. They go around some tribes in the Amazon and they talk about some people that have gone through through experiences like that and people that have had episodes like that and that instead of getting help in a modern psychiatric 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 institution mm -hmm. they go to south america they go to other places to look for alternative ways to cure their psychosis mm -hmm. and they also talk about hallucinogenic plants and you know doing certain drugs that uh, tap into your spirituality and they they come out as a completely different person like it's the craziest thing yeah it is it's kind of it's kind of wild that some cultures revere the, schizo we, yeah, the schizophrenics and the psychotics yep. while we shun them and, and shame them, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying now, again, I'm not saying that all schizophrenics and psychotics are not mentally ill. No, but I mean, that's... But it's, it's kind of interesting to look at, you know, that 
they are placed in such a high position in, in, in a tribal society. Like that was just saying, and she was discussing with her coworker, what yeah. if we all are missing that one chemical and we can hear other people's thoughts and other people's intentions, you know, and yeah. it's just like voices in your head. Who knows? It's trippy. I yeah, love it's this like, is what I love. I know, right? Or like several years ago, if you were if you were a left-handed person, um, they would force you to write with your right hand because they thought it yeah. was a sign of the mark of the devil, at least here in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then they That's just true. figured out that it's just the brain that works a little different, and you know, it's yeah, just like you said, the rabbit hole. Yeah, it's 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 a deep rabbit hole, and and like uh, another thing, like I said, is a coincidence. It's, or you know, when you're thinking about somebody and that person calls you, or you're oh thinking about somebody and that yeah. person walks into the room, you know, and it's like, oh wow, what a coincidence! It's, it's it's you're putting that energy out there, right? You're thinking about somebody, or you're sending that energy out into the, the universe, and they respond in kind. Or it's it's that's that's what's the, the unexplainable is what's so fascinating. Like, why is it happening like this? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So there's something that uh, when I was a teenager, I worked at a grocery store in the deli and this uh, I'm just working away and uh, concentrating on my work, you know, and uh, this gentleman comes up to me and says, excuse me, could you tell me where I could find the and I said the pita bread? He goes, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's right over there. He goes, oh, have have ever have you been getting a lot of requests for it? I'm like, no, you're the first one today. And he just kind of looked at me and then I realized, crap, how did I know you wanted pita bread? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's just weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just you know, I think he um, almost ran out of the store after he grabbed his pita bread. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, I really believe that truth is stranger than fiction. I, our reality is not what it seems. Um, yep. I just think more people need to sort of pierce the veil and, and question it. And, and, and on the spiritual development, because... And I'm, 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 it's not like I read extensively on it, but the very little bit that I've tapped into, the key to start growing spiritually and being able to be more receptive to receptive to the paranormal and other things that are around us is intuition. That's the first yes. thing that you need to work on is your intuition yep. and really believe it and listen to it, which is the hardest thing to do. Yeah, and you'll you'll see once you start to notice it that it helps you in the most mundane things that you can possibly imagine. This happens to me always when I'm driving. If there's traffic, and sometimes I get this unbelievable urge of making a right, and I don't even know why. If mm -hmm. I ignore it, <laughs> something is gonna happen on the road. Not something bad, but I'm gonna get stuck in traffic or something annoying, and then I think back at that feeling. Whenever I have followed that feeling, I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's, the, it's I swear to God, it's the truth. And you, you follow that urge, it just comes out of nowhere. Things work out better for you. It's, I don't know how to explain yeah. no, it, but that is I agree. Yep. Yeah, it's called what? When they say it's called uh, following your gut, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, yep. You can feel it. And it's, that's one of the things that I really wish I could get a handle on is, is recognizing when to listen to my gut. <laughs> it's, it's hard. It's like, <laughs> when is it talking to me? Because there are times where things have happened and it's, I've made decisions, and like big decisions, and they've worked out for the best and going against my gut at that point would, uh, looking back would have been very detrimental. So it's, it's, that's a, that's another thing that's just very, 
it's just so surreal. It's kind of like a, a special power. That's you know? where you start. Everybody yeah. has it. We just have to exercise it. Just like when you start to write and read, you yeah. get better at it because you practice. So it's exactly. the same with intuition. Yeah. So I learned to uh, go with my intuition a long time ago, and uh, it hasn't steered me wrong. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's out there. Either somebody's out there watching. Or and then that's that's another crazy thing is people talk about your guardian angel, which is mm -hmm. what your intuition is, or I or I believe that it's maybe I don't believe that it's a guardian angel or something like that. I think it's it's just your own innate ability to to protect yourself or do what's best for you. It's your it's your body looking out for you, your mind looking out for you. You know, um, but. It's just my thoughts. <laughs> I'm, uh, I can be very klutzy. My husband makes fun of me sometimes and says I can trip over a shadow. And then uh, I told him one day, I said, yeah, I think my guardian angel drinks because I, you know, <laughs> I, or I have more than one because I need them. <laughs> they're, they're out there. Yep. They're, they're out there. Believe it. I've been in situations where, honestly, I look back, especially when you're younger. I look back and I go, how did I not? die how did i not get hurt yeah. like what the hell was that was that was i was thinking at that moment and what took care of me like mm -hmm. god just a really short story one time i ended up hanging out with a friend and two boys that we didn't know at all right there huge red flag like why are you doing that mm -hmm. then second they take us yeah why are you doing that i was young and <laughs> <done>. <laughs> they take us to a park where there's a lake here in florida so there's alligators there and the sun is going down, so the park is closing down, and we're in the middle of the park. It's a huge second red flag. Why are you doing that? We yeah. don't even have lights or cell phones, and we're in the dark, uh, uh, walking right next to the lake. Third huge red flag. Why are you doing that? Yeah. And the whole time, I remember feeling like, oh, no, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. And then getting stopped by a park ranger, the kids, what the hell are you doing? Do you know where you're walking? And when he points with the flashlight, we're right next to the water where there's alligators. <gasps> How in the hell? Nothing bit me. Yeah. I didn't fall in the water. Something had to be taken care of me. Definitely. Yeah. I know. yeah. So. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we're just about at the end. So why don't you tell us about a little bit about your show and where they can find it? Go. Cool. Oh. You take, go ahead. Take this. Oh, I'll take it away. <laughs> Over to so, you. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we're Vice City Podcast. Um, you can find us on uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Where else? Google Play. Google Play. Google Play yeah. Pod Podbean. Podbean, um, Podbean. Spotify, Pandora. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. We're all yeah. there. You can't miss us. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> if you want to see um, a little of some images that I share every once in a while, well, not every once in a while, but for every episode, um, in regards to what we're talking about and a bit of, of information on the images, you can find those on Instagram and Facebook. On Facebook, we have a group and we have a page. And we're going to talk about everything. We will talk about the paranormal, conspiracy theories, aliens. Uh, aliens. <laughs> we're even, I feel like at some point we're going to dive into philosophy with some of the topics that we have. Yeah. We have um, picked even spirituality. things, spirituality, even things that are related to technology. So we have a huge variety. Yeah, the pipeline is. is it's quite, so we're just trying to keep it fun. For everybody, you know, a little bit. Keep it real. Keep it weird. <laughs> and yeah. also, um, every other every other three or four episodes, we're talking a little bit about Florida because everybody 
I don't know what the conception of Florida is for the world. Everyone's a little weirder down here. But yeah, things are strange. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fun to share that every once in a while. Yeah, so we have our little, uh, it's called uh, What the Florida, what WTF, so What the Florida. So we oh. had one episode already, so we're going to probably do maybe once, yeah. one episode every two, three months, just yeah. to sort of break it up a little bit. But yeah, you can uh, find us just the easiest way is vicecitypodcast.com. Yes, and... If you have any questions, suggestions, messages, whatever it is, just send them over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as usual, and listeners, as usual, I will be I posting will links posting to the show notes. Yay. Thank nice. you. Thank you so Kat, much. This was awesome. Thank you for inviting us on your show. Oh, thank you for having well, a great show and being show being here. Being here. Absolutely. Oh, it was it was such an honor. Like this was so awesome. Thank yeah, you. Was, I had a lot of fun. Thank and I hope you uh, I hope everything's good with you over in Canada. And uh, yes. hopefully we talk soon. Uh, of course, yes. Thank you so much. You guys take care. Make sure you wash your hands and stay away from people. <laughs> what they, so they, so they call it down in Florida, they call it an alligator distance. You stay an alligator distance away from everybody. I like so. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sage Kat, words. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. For sure. You take care. <laughs> Have a good you night. Too. Thank you, Kat. And... Why is that not Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to PurplePlanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 